Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. This is episode 93. It is July 5th, 2019. Um, I hope you all had a very good 4th of July. I hope that it was really gratifying and nourishing and fun and that you saw friends and if you didn't that you felt completely victorious in you know just getting into your interior life and not seeing friends if that was what felt most gentle and kind and um sincere to what you wanted today is my one year anniversary of sobriety and seeking treatment for my eating disorder so a lot of people in 12 step call it your like real birthday so i am one year old um and it's really it's really interesting and i'm really grateful and i i'm tired (laughs) there is a lot of exhaustion inherent in um doing all this work and like knowing things and being mindful and like really sussing out why you do things the way you do and then also trying to create work um from a more honest place and it's funny it's like birthdays always make you a little self-reflective nostalgic perhaps slightly self-obsessed and all those things are um amplified for me for sure and also I slightly have a hung a hangover from just being overstimulated, uh, joy is an emotion that I often forget is exhausting in its own way. Um, and yeah, that's just allowed to be that without me being like, why are you such a spaz? Why can't you be like every, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, that makes me feel this. Okay, that's fine. Um, I also feel really kind of embarrassed that the uh, podcast I recorded two days ago didn't have the sound bed of the music that um, sort of prettifies and is a little bit of a doily and or um, powdered sugar topper on something that often has a lot of silences as I sort of mull and think about what I'm going to say. So apologies for that and hopefully I'll get it right today and if if not, like that's what life is and I'm going to be okay um yeah so on that note of being self-reflective and slightly nostalgic it is so interesting to me that you know I keep likening it to um you know self-help self-care all those like sort of buzzwords I keep likening it to that thing of when you're in love that love song lyrics suddenly make sense and are so poignant and just really just see the truth in your mood and your feeling and like can encapsulate something that otherwise feels so much like a platitude or just like something that would be like printed on a tea towel or a fridge magnet or a commemorative mug um but then when you're in the right headspace you're like oh my god like you know, I feel so seen. (laughs) Um, And in the same way, like, I think I'm having that with a lot of, like, weird, like, inspirational quotes, that kind of um, thing that you all sometimes get on Instagram from your friends, and you're like, yo, my friends are corny, or whatever. Like, I just, I'm feeling a lot of truth in corniness uh, today. And 
you know, there's this like Carl Jung quote and, you know, I loathe that I'm quoting Carl Jung because it feels like so book bag, but it's this thing of like, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And that's kind of what I have to remember about whether or not I do the work or not. Sometimes it feels like a choice. Sometimes it feels like this punitive thing where I've elected to do all this homework and I have this like spiral where I like zoom out and I'm just like, oh my God, like why are you making life so much harder for yourself than other people are? And this is why everyone looks so serene and free and happy and, you know, drinking all the rosé and frosé. And this is why your life is this other way that feels draconian um, and kind of like, stingy I don't know um but that's the thing it's like I can I can know things and try to reframe things and I can know myself and try to alter the ways in which I perceive things because that's the only way that I can minimize suffering is my own perception and the stories that I tell myself and the versions of stories that have not served me historically and yeah, like, I, you know, I'm, like, grateful that I'm doing this work, and I'm grateful that all of these stupid quotes mean so much to me in this moment. It's almost like, you know, not to bludgeon yet more metaphors, but it's like some someone can tell you directions on how to get somewhere, but unless you're actually trying to get to that place, you're n- never listening and you're just kind of like, I have no context in which to apply this. Um, because like your desire to hear is definitely linked to your need and that need is definitely linked to how pressing it is and how immediate that need is. And so I think I just got to a place where I needed for it to be pressing and I was definitely on my knees as it related to my eating disorder when I first sought treatment and I was on my knees as it related to my self-obsession when I knew that this thing that I cared about the most which is like the book I'd been wanting to write my entire life was going out into the world and I could no longer control what other people's perception of this offering would be and it's you know another quote that is so dumb but um, and maybe you know what I'm gonna stop saying that another quote that is pertinent to me right now that has previously read quite pat and stock to me before previously before um, is this thing of like how everyone kind of understands that an eating disorder is about control and it's like yeah you know you've had so much that's out of your control in life that you try to exert control on your food or your size but the other part of that equation that is really insidious and that is the addict that is the disease and is pure pure delusion is that I think that controlling my body weight and size and controlling the way other people perceive me by way of like how I'm dressed how I'm like turned out how all of this stuff I think my size and my body will control the universe I think that I can dictate that everyone treats me better, that providence and circumstance will be improved by dint of my size, that jobs will become more plentiful, money will become more plentiful, success will be suddenly so accessible, that ambition will smile upon me and just descend upon me because of my size. And like, 
that's the unexamined part of my addiction that I really didn't come around to sort of seeing until much more recently. And so it's like, you know, it's not just about having this like little Sims video game and being like, oh, I can control my body. And that's like, that's a dial that moves that I can jigger that's not what my disease is. It's that I think that if I make myself smaller, that I can control the minds of other people and that I can control like the world and the axis upon which it shifts. And that's the part that I'm unpacking. And that's the part I'm trying to like really step away from by figuring out what I'm actually scared of and really looking at all that stuff. And so, yeah, I'm kind of happy today. I really, I'm in a good place with work too because I granted myself the permission and I didn't do this like, you know, like unilaterally or entirely autonomously, like with advice from other writers and with talking to other writers and creative people about my challenges and by that I mean in my old state I would would have just been like what do I do tell me what to do but now it's more just like a query of like how people live their lives and really listening when they tell me about their experiences and challenges and seeing if that applies to my experiences and challenges and I've just accepted a lot of freedom around my work and I'm still trying to write a thousand words a day, but now it doesn't have to be applied to the thing that I want it to go in. Like it's not like square pegs and round holes, it's just what the writer in me wants to write and I'm letting that just be this like really pure thing without a finite destination like I don't have to box it in before it even exists and with that and I probably should be suspicious about this in terms of like project monogamy but with that you know I am still writing my third book I am still making edits and changes on my first script and another script came out ding 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 um I don't know if that was a bell or an air horn but And the script just wants to come out and it feels so easy and light and dreamy and romantic to write it because none of the problems have arisen yet because it's like completely nascent, but it feels really good and it feels really loose and I think it's like keeping me limber and I have to accept that for today that that's enough, that I don't have to then also apply the same effort in like a more like white knuckly struggle way to another project because like this this script is like play and therefore I have to work and I have to offset that and manage it and really like prove my work and be able to like you know show these like forces that I think govern me and will give me a grade at the end and like will match me with my destiny like I don't have to prove anything to those people um or that version of myself because I either trust the universe to be benevolent and I either trust my talents to just move through me in the ways that it wants or I don't and I have enough discipline and muscle memory to know that I will return to my third book like maybe later today maybe tomorrow 
and that has to be enough because it is just what I'm capable of today. And so for my first birthday, um, this is my wish for myself. And it is a wish that I offer up without foisting on anyone else. But again, like, the only thing we have the power to change are the stories that we tell ourselves. And the only thing that we can control is just being alive in the best way that you know how. Like, to love the people you love, to let them know that they're loved, to receive love to like work hard for yourself and work hard in honor of the people you love and then it's bedtime (laughs) and hopefully you get to do it again you know but yeah today that's the vibe I hope you have a gentle day I hope you are if you're hungover chemically or physically from yesterday that you can still be gentle without being punitive I hope that if you're emotionally hungover because you had a joyful, abundant day that you can lean into it and just be kind and like not do anything about it. Um, so yeah, thank you. Much love. Talk to you soon.